Welcome to Series Finale, the only podcast where three comedians watch and discuss the final show, final episode of a show they've never even seen. I'm John Paul. I'm Zach. I'm Jack. Fuck. (laughs) Man, we just really (laughs) screwed this one up. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. This comes out every single week. If you enjoy the podcast, you can get even more podcasts. Uh, a bonus episode every week at patreon.com slash series finale. Check it out. Get even more series finale in your life. It's a lot of fun. We're having a great go time. Ahead and, yeah, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, we have, I think, 47 subscribers, and we'd like to be at 50 by the end of this week. Ooh. So go ahead and subscribe, and you can see a lot of fun content there. Yeah, take some time off from watching YouTube videos about how President Trump is still the real president and go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube. We will not put up any content proclaiming President Trump is the real president, but you'll get some fun little shows in your inbox and it'll be nice. Yeah. And do we have any other housekeeping that we need to go through? Thank you guys so much for taking part in Meme Week. As we record this, Meme Week has come to a close. It was a banner year. Uh, We're all getting ready. We've all been spending time in the bunkers, hunkering down, getting ready for next year's Meme Week. Yeah, and even sooner than that, you can start to get ready for Cream Week, which is (laughs) our ode to cream of wheat and cream of corn. Get cream of wheat at uh, that Somerville place, the neighborhood restaurant in Union Square, if you're in Somerville. If Joe Curtitoni will let you leave the house yet, but if he will, <laughs> get over there. Well, do you think yeah, that and- Martin Mall Madness will make a comeback this May? No, Joe Curtitoni has canceled it due to the potential for a 17th wave of COVID. He said, <laughs> as Martin Mall is an aging American, we don't want to honor him. <laughs> um, one thing I don't know, think I knew back when we did Martin Mall Madness was that... Uh, Frequent Martin Mull uh, co uh, co-star collaborator Fred Willard was arrested in a, a in a adult theater in Hollywood for uh, for in, un, un indecent exposure. Dude, how yep. are people getting arrested in those? Fred Willard, Pee Wee, what what do they think people are going there to do? <laughs> They're going there to take in a cinema show, not fucking show off their dick and balls to anyone who might be in there yeah Zach. like when you go to the the uh the isabel stewart gardener and you see one of those news do you think it's okay to just whip out the cock and smash with around? no but that's absolutely not what that museum is there for (laughs) (laughs) i mean they both they both have depictions of naked people i don't really see a giant difference yeah what's the difference dude I mean, apparently none. Apparently, one of the the only places that is cracking down on public indecency is adult movie theaters. You never <laughs> hear about someone getting arrested for it on the subway. The subway, they let it fly. 
but out at the adult movie theater, they shut it down real quick. (laughs) There's actually a little more to the Fred Wilward story that's kind of sweet. um, Hold on. Is it sweet or is it going to be a Jackie allegations over here? No, no, no. It's not an allegation. It's actually, it's a nice story. Fred Willard was not alone at that, within that movie theater. He was with his wife, but he made sure that his wife's name was, she wasn't arrested with him. Wait, is this because true? He didn't wanna, like, this is the true. I'm pretty sure this is true. Really? That he like, he took the rap for her so that she wouldn't, you know, feel the Dude, shame. Dude, was he, it. was he dogging with her? What's dogging mean? Dogging is like a British sexual term for like when you take your wife or significant other out and have sex there in public so that other people can watch. Dude, I feel Damn, like dude. Fred totally miscalculated this. Like, as far as I know, Fred's <laughs> wife wasn't famous. So he said, you know what? Just put me down. Just put the famous guy down. Leave out my wife. And then people say, oh, Fred, that was so gross. And you, you embarrassed your wife. How could you do that kind of activity outside of the marriage? Well, his wife was there. If if he put the wife in, then it changes the whole thing. It's like, wow, there's this kind of freaky exhibitionist couple. But it, it makes it a way different play. No, but I think what he, you know, it was... I think you could consider it sweet because, you know... No, it like... is sweet, but that's generational. If this were in 2021... You would want to get caught with the wife. Yeah, it doesn't help, I guess. Oh my god, dude, it was really recent. It was was in in 2012. It was in 2012. (laughs) Oh, I thought this was going to be in the 70s. No, dude, this is... I didn't even know this was... Oh, he had repercussions. He was fired from a show on PBS. (laughs) I didn't. I never knew that the wife was involved. Suspicious of engaging in a misdemeanor lewd act in an adult theater in Santa Monica Boulevard, and was brought to the Los Angeles Police Department. However, there was no proof of any misconduct, and no charges were filed. PBS fired Willard from Market Warriors. That's pretty sad, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Market Warriors sounds like it's like kind of like a supermarket sweep thing. It could have been a hit put out by Lauren Michaels and um, Leslie... Leslie Willis? No, no. Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. That she didn't want the competition from Fred on PBS for Supermarket Sweep, so they put out the hit on Fred. (laughs) Dude, I feel so bad for Fred. Apparently, he went on Jimmy Fallon and said it was a very painful, very embarrassing uh, experience, but he did nothing wrong. And then he had to take a sex education diversion program. <laughs> what was that? A, an evening at the Burke family dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Shut the hell up. That course That's is a... just eating lasagna with the Burks. <laughs> That's such a that such a baller move though, if you step up and take a take an indecency charge and keep your significant other out of it. Um I had something similar happen to me once where I kind of stepped up like Remember that one summer day when uh, your house was filled with like that horrible dookie sense? Mm-hmm. That actually wasn't that wasn't me who blew up your bathroom. It was actually my girlfriend, but I just said It was it was Fred Willard. It was Fred Willard. I was dating Fred Willard. <laughs> he went up to use your bathroom and he absolutely destroyed it. And then I didn't want to make him feel bad cuz he had just been through this embarrassing sex scandal. 
So I said, you know what? I'll tell the guys I did it. I told the guys that I was just drinking heavily, and that's why it smelled horrific. Damn. If you were having sex with Fred Willard at that point, I really hope, and he was the guy who shit in our bathroom, I really hope that you're not the, the top. That would be elder so. abuse. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think at a certain age, like, you know, you have to factor in, like, can you be too old to bottom? I, that's a, I mean, that's a good question, I guess. I doubt it. I, be, I bet you can do, I mean, but you can do it at any age, you know? Right. It probably Bob is like more age. about your health, not your age. Age ain't it's nothing like a, but a number. It's like a board game. It's, you know, fun up to the age of 90. Bottoming at any age is, um, I think it probably gets a little more dangerous. There's though, health at any size and bottoming at any age. <laughs> so we're talking Veronica were you, were Mars. Where you stridently insist on Twitter that you're not too old to get fucked up the ass. <laughs> <laughs> and you take huge offense to anyone implying <laughs> that you're too old to take a dick up the ass. <laughs> this week on series finale, we're talking about the finale of Veronica Mars. This was uh, a show that was resurrected by Hulu, canceled on um, some network, I forget which one, resurrected for a final season on the streaming service Hulu, about a plucky family of private investigators and the malarkey and cases they get involved in. Uh, very interesting show. I assumed that Veronica Mars had superpowers the entire time I had known about the show. It turns out I was wrong. <laughs> she's just, um, she's got a notepad. The acting in this show was like so out of control, but I realized it would be unfair to say it was bad acting. I'm going to do something we've never done in over 100 episodes. This was bad directing because I believe the actors were acting the way that they were told to act, but it's a teen drama. It feels like over-the-top hokey-pokey. Yeah. Patton Oswalt was ludicrous. His character was ridiculous. Her, Veronica Mars's superpower would be to take very serious crimes very nonchalantly, you know, Dude, and that was sort of not even nonchalantly, sort of, just without any basis, immediately accusing people of capital crimes. She's just <laughs> accusing people of committing murder in kind of berating them into false confessions. Veronica Mars is not the, my favorite cop on the block. No, do you, it, they're not cops though. They're private eyes. And do you think if we canceled the cops, got rid of cops, that we would see an increase in private eyes? Uh, I think you can use private eyes for things that aren't criminal justice. Like you can use private eyes in divorce proceedings. You can use private eyes like in verifying certain things for insurance purposes. I don't know. From what I understand, most private investigators, the most thing, the thing you do the most is just follow around some guy's wife and try to get, you know, video of her going into a Motel 6 with, like, some Spanish guy so that when the divorce case comes, you can really rake her over the coals and not have to pay her right. a dime. I think most private... I, I think the Fred Willard went down because of a private eye. He was in there with the camera, you know, taking photos <laughs> of him masturbating in that theater. <laughs> um, 
yeah, pri- the private eye world seems kind of fun. This was a little too high stakes, though, if I was a private eye. I believe the private eye world is a lot like being an FBI investigator into the mob. Like, there are moments that sound really fun when you put together the whole thing, but a lot of it was like, oh, you sat in your car for nine hours and you just <laughs> noted when they left. That's why I think I could be a prime guy for being a private investigator. I mean, if the whole job is sitting in your car, I'm already fully trained up. Dude, that's like a pretty good way to get out of, you know, certain situations. If you were to get in trouble, like for just loitering for the last seven months, you could just say you were a private eye. (laughs) No, you definitely have to provide a license. I would not recommend you tell the police you're a private eye. That would probably escalate the situation, and then they would be super suspicious of you. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, this show premiered on UPN in 2004. It ended in 2007, and then it sat dormant for like 12 years until Hulu picked it up again. So, although we are trying, we're ostensibly discussing the final episode here and now. There is the possibility that we could end up end up having to do another episode in the show in 2035, when the pod is still going strong. The pod, dude, we will be in 2035. We will be in our 15th year of Meme Week. <laughs> dude, she the my biggest problem with Veronica Mars is who her dad is. Her dad is an her like the, the original private eye, I guess. Yeah, in it's family yeah, business. Yeah, his uh, he's Keith Mars. Yeah, he's Heath he's, Bar. He's a <laughs> he's a bore. He's like uh, you know you're 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 a Twizzler. He stinks. Nobody wants him. And you don't like Twizzlers? I don't like Twizzlers. At That's all. weird. Twizzlers Maybe good are good. And, good and plenty. Would he's like a good and plenty. How about uh, how about candy corn? That's a candy that a lot of people don't like. Yeah, but enough like people candy. like it. I like candy corn. I would never eat like more than seven of them, but you could have a couple good times with some candy corns. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, okay, so maybe I'll I'll back off the candy. But nonetheless, this actor stinks. He's if he's gonna be the fun private eye dad, they should have got Jerry Stiller. Oh, that's a good point. Jerry Stiller probably would have been better. I don't think Jerry Stiller would have been better. Jerry Stiller is a screamer. We didn't need a screamer in this show. Yeah. Do you well, think he's a screamer in the bedroom or not just as an actor? <laughs> I do, do actually, like, yeah. You, I'm going to come! <laughs> Dude, I just felt like any... Like, this guy is so fucking boring. He's... And he's a pretty pivotal character. I just was disappointed that they used him. I was Who would shocked you rather to see, see Good. No, you go, I John. Preferred, I would have preferred Jerry Stiller. What about Idris Elba? <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. No, no, no. I mean, let's think old men actors. I mean, Spacey would have been good. He had a Spacey Dude, look. Spacey would not have been good. You don't think? The private eye. What's he going to investigate? His own allegations? <laughs> I've investigated and found that that barback is a lying bitch. (laughs) 
Okay, so Spacey's a bad pole. Veronica Barr is more like Spacey behind bars. Locked up with Kevin Spacey. (laughs) I mean, the other Um, prominent old guy actor is already in the show, J.K. Simmons. Oh, yeah. J.K. was not great in this, but he is an Academy Award winning actor, and I do like J.K. I, I was, was shocked to see him in the show. Why were you shocked? was beheaded in the show. Dude, yes. Absolutely. This is that this show went so much harder than I thought it was going to. Because the show is based off of young adult novels. You know, it's like it's like um there's another famous novel, uh Harriet the Spy. It's like uh it's like this, you know, plucky girl detective. But in the show, there's, like, drug cartel lords stabbing guys with swords, cutting their heads off. They're showing the guy holding a severed head. It looks gruesome. I was very kind of um, impressed by how far they were willing to push the violence level for a show that I thought was about, like, an Alex Mack-type show about a girl with a couple of fun superpowers. (laughs) Yeah, totally. But she had no superpowers, but she was violent. No, she doesn't. Kind yes. of a Hope Solo type. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tonally, the show is very confusing because it's it's kind of everything seems pretty low stakes. And then randomly you have a batting and then randomly you have like Patton Oswalt making a pun. And then you have like a weird little love story. And, and you have a plot to blow up like an entire celebration killing dozens of people. Yeah, it's it, it, it totally it's very it's off-putting and I think that's why we should be against the director like Zach was saying. Yeah, cuz I think the actors did a good job. Like I believe Kristen Bell is a good actor, but I just did not like that the way that they were acting. But they were doing it well. I just think they were asked to do something moronic. Have you ever had a situation with, like, a, a private eye family situation? I mean, I've been a private eye. Oh, really? Yeah, I was a private eye, actually, up in Lowell, Massachusetts. It was kind of wild. I'd like to hear about it. Yeah, I was this private eye way up in Lowell, Mass, in the Merrimack Valley, solving all sorts of crimes. My office was set up at the Jack Kerouac Memorial Park. I would hang out at the park, feeding the pigeons, and wait for clients. If someone seemed interested, I would tell them to meet me at the textile museum where we would go on a guided tour to look inconspicuous. As the guide and animatronic robots would teach us about the Lowell Mill girls, my client would whisper to me their needs. One man, Hector, came to me because he was worried that his roommate, John, was committing IRS tax fraud by filing their taxes jointly. I investigated the situation and found out that John was no roommate. He was Hector's husband. Unbeknownst to Hector, Hector, while he was under the influence of anesthesia getting wisdom tooth surgery, John had married him in the operating room in order to get on Hector's gold health insurance. John himself was a local deadbeat and karaoke host. John insisted he could not find full-time work as it would interfere with his karaoke schedule. Particularly, he liked to be able to travel to different karaoke venues and karaoke festivals across the country at a moment's notice. He was unable to get a job with health insurance. John felt that in order to take his karaoke career to the next level, he needed to get calf implants that would help his performance of Tim McGraw's She Thinks My Tract is Sexy. He could not afford them, 
but he used Hector's health insurance in a GoFundMe in order to get some of the best calf implants that money could buy. I informed <laughs> Hector of this information. At first, he felt violated by his dentist, but when I went to the court, when I went to the court, they said there was nothing wrong with marrying a man who was incapacitated by general amnesia without his knowledge. <laughs> Because it stood up in court, the judge told me, hey, if you can't beat him, join him. And he offered me a marriage license to engage in a polyamorous uh, marriage with John and Hector. I said yes. I also had no health insurance. And splitting a family plan three ways made it very affordable. So now I'm a stay-at-home third husband with my fellas, Hector and John. Whoa! So you are you out of the private eye game, or you just um, is it just for the health insurance? Out of the private eye. Now I'm a public we. I'm I'm no more an eye. I'm a we. <laughs> That's incredible, dude. Because that reminds me a little bit about when I was a private investigator. No way, really. Yeah, <laughs> when the pandemic hit, myself, my black wife Janet, and my Chinese husband Li Wei all lost our jobs as Tyson chicken patty inspectors. After we contracted COVID and passed the disease along to dozens of other workers because we thought that the mask mandates did not apply to polyamorous relationship people. (laughs) We packed up our stuff in a U-Haul and headed out west to start a new life. We had been watching endless marathons of Dog the Bounty Hunter (laughs) and figured that we could get into fake law enforcement like our favorite biblical bounty man. We headed to Hollywood and we founded our private investigator firm, Thruple Investigations. We were a private investigator team that focused our investigating and solving cases primarily for the polyamorous community. Janet was an expert in computer science, and she was our hacker. Lee Wei was an incredible master of disguise and fake accents, so he was our undercover man. And I was the lead investigator and enforcer of the crew, always carrying weapons and studying martial arts footage in case we needed to take down a perp who was harassing polyamorous romance groups. Most private investigator work is jealous spouses paying ex-cops to drive around and follow their wives or husbands to take pictures of them, going to cheap motels and cheating on them so they can flash the pictures at divorce proceedings and milk them for tons of dough. Things were a little different in the polyamorous community. One day, we got a call from the most famous thruple on the planet. Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, and Will's ex-wife, Cherie. They had been having a wild party and had flown out famous non-binary stripper, mixed-race Michelle, to entertain, (laughs) but they had all been drinking pretty heavily, and now mixed-race Michelle had gone missing. The Thruple Investigations team sprang into action. Janet immediately parked the van outside the Smith home and used her computer skills to hack into their home network to try to find information on what might have happened. But she just ended up watching non-released edits of Jada Pinkett Smith's... Jada Pinkett's... Facebook talk show, Red Table Talk. Lee Wei figured he could disguise himself as a fellow black American to try to get more information off of them. Uh, but he was pulled over and route by the LAPD and savagely beaten and arrested. I did some legwork using my comically large magnifying glass as I walked around their home searching for any clues as to what might have happened to Mixed Race Michelle. I interviewed all members of the thruple separately and I accused them all of murdering Mixed Race Michelle. I used an old police tactic of lying to my interview subjects, telling them that the other two Thruple members had already turned on them and ratted them out. But they all insisted that they were just very drunk and didn't know what had happened, and were offended that I was turning the investigation on them. 
they commented that if they had known what I was going to do, they could have just called the police. But they they called Thruple investiga Investigations because they wanted to keep it quiet, and they thought we would understand the needs of a polyamorous triad. I was out of options. Janet was addicted to watching unreleased episodes of her of the web series. Lee Wei wouldn't stop calling from LAPD County lockup, begging for bail money that he knew we didn't have, and I was struggling. I needed a drink. I went over to the Smith family liquor cabinet and poured myself a double whiskey. When I, when I picked up the bottle, I noticed a card beneath it. A clue. The card was for a local stripper named James Gandal Beefy. He was a popular Tony Soprano impersonator slash stripping entertainer. When I showed the thruple the card, they suddenly remembered that Mixed Race Michelle was not the only stripper they had hired for the party. I called the number on James's card, and he picked up the phone and confirmed that he and Mixed Race Michelle had had a wild night entertaining the thruple and had got back to his apartment in Echo Park to have sex, and that they had been engaged in a sexual marathon over several days ever since, only stopping to order takeout food and do cocaine. The case was solved. Thruple investigations had cracked it, and we were able to get our pay. Bailed the way out of jail, and Janet uploaded the massive library of Red Table Talk onto a pirate YouTube account, which was banned 12 hours later. Wow. I'm glad there was a crackdown on pirate YouTube feeds, though. <laughs> Wait, John Paul, what's the deal with Will Smith's ex-wife? Is this a real theory that they're thropped up? Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith said that when, when talking about polyamorous relationships, she said that the relationship that she had with Will Smith and Will's ex-wife, Shira, was like a non-sexual thruple. But I think that just leads to speculation that it's a sexual one in my mind. I mean, did she reveal that when she was under fire for her quote-unquote entanglement on Red Table Talk? When I she think, was cheating on her man? I don't know if this was the same exact time. It was in 2019. Was that around then? Mm, that might have been 2020. Hmm, I don't know. So I've actually had a similar sort of situation as a private eye. I was a private eye in a gunquit mate. There had been a bunch oh my of bears God. coming to town <laughs> and causing destruction. <laughs> One of the local manors hired me to figure out who who these bears were. After leaving some, uh, I decided to come up with a plan and, and allure some of these bears into town. After leaving some meat outside of my tent and an otter with some molly, we attracted <laughs> the attention I was looking for. Unfortunately, the otter was mauled by an actual grizzly bear. Out of nowhere, the fat Jewish showed up with a giant wine glass and a boombox and a funky haircut, <laughs> blasting EDM. I told him to stop coming to Agunquit, or else I would blame the otter murder on him. He said that the charges wouldn't stick. Those were obviously grizzly bites, and even if they did stick, it was just a little otter. The most he would get was his hunting license removed. <laughs> I told him that we didn't want him in town anymore, and he needed to leave immediately. He said that wasn't going to happen. He <laughs> took his gun out. <laughs> he pointed it at me, and he made me strip nude. Oh. He made me stick a finger in my ass. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> and walked to the tip of the ocean. <laughs> I walked towards the ocean with the finger <laughs> I said, please don't make me go in there. I can't swim. <laughs> he 
He said, I bet you like to think who I actually am. I said, I think you're the fat Jewish, that famous meme account. He said, nope. And he unzipped the mask. Underneath the mask was Kevin Spacey. Oh, Famed. No. Famed otter. Damn. Would put on pounds to pass as a grizzly in a gunk with Maine. <laughs> and that, and, and he made me walk into the ocean. I died. Wait, so what Whoa. were you investigating? Were you ever a PI or you were just a victim of a crime? <laughs> No, he was investigating no, the was... bear situation in a gunkwit. <laughs> Can I ask yeah, you this, Jack? Was... How old were you when he forced you to do anal stuff with yourself? When he coerced you into doing anal stuff with yourself? Well, to get a private eyes uh, license, you have to be 16 or above. So I was I was of legal age to be a private eye. Yeah, but you weren't. Were you and... were you at, a, at an age where people might assume you couldn't do any anal stuff? Well, let's just say this: I, I was I didn't have my my my, my private brown eye card. I did not have that. <laughs> oh God! Oh. <laughs> so Veronica Veronica Mars is investig is investigating uh, this bombing plot, and who gets wrapped into it? Guest star Pen Oswald, famed comedian, Trump slammer, handsome gray-haired guy. And um, he plays sort of a he plays sort of a dopey pizza guy at first, but it, he becomes wrapped up in this investigation. Uh, when they finally figure out that Pat Oswalt is the bomber they've been looking for, in this clip right here. Veronica. My house, now surrounded by Popo, seemed to mean that this bomber must go-go. So pardon my mess as this bomber confesses there's yet one more bomb set to blow, yo. <sighs> Suicide limerick. There's gotta be a first. Drop the gun! What? I'm just... Now! Dad? Maddie called. We found Don. He's dead. He wrote a suicide note slash confession, and before you ask, yes, it's a limerick. The receipt that showed Don made the delivery that night wasn't sequential. It came from a different ticket book. Like the ticket was put there later. After I mentioned the frat boys at Murderheads, you planted it. You're the pizza guy they thought they killed. Can you, can you two hear yourselves? This is madness. I've got 22 minutes. No more bullshit. Where's the goddamn bomb? He's got a limerick. A limerick. He wrote a limerick. I thought the limerick was funny. Yeah, what's interesting is this is not the first time I've seen Patton Oswalt play somebody who does, like, poetry. Like, weird poems. Interesting. I forget. There's another role he plays where he's, like, doing, like, weird poems in it. In King of Queens, he used to sing a lot of uh, poems when he was at working at the UPS store. Dude, maybe that's why I had Jerry Stiller on the brain when I was watching Veronica Mars. Pat Oswald, oh, Kevin James, and maybe that's why you had grizzly bears on the brain. Kevin James, big beefy <laughs> boy. <laughs> Dude, if they, if Chappelle did another like race uh, draft show, and they did, uh, if Kevin James would be a big get for the bear community. You mean if he did like a gay body type draft? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that would be something that. Kevin James. I mean, Kevin I James is a hottie in the straight community too. Yeah, I know he's he's as he's in straight men. Think Kevin James is wicked hot. 
He's a uh, he's a Long Island guy. Is he Strong yeah, he Island? Went, you can see it in those calves. <laughs> he went to he went to high school with Mick Foley. How old yeah. is Kevin James? He's the same age as Mick Foley. I thought Mick <laughs> was sixties. No, he just looks that sick, like he's in his sixties because he kicked the shit out of himself for a living. But I bet you Kevin James is close to 50-something. Yeah, he, he probably is almost 60, but I thought Mick Foley's okay. been 60 since the 80s. Get, let's guess. Kevin James' is age. 59. I'm going to say... John Paul? I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say 72. Just to be wrong. He's, 50, he's 55 years old. Damn. Yeah. He looks pretty good compared to McFoley. He doesn't look that good. He looks about that age. He looks a little older than that, to be honest with you. We just uh, we yeah. recently we recently uh, recorded an episode about the Formula One show Drive to Survive, and when we when that was pitched, I assumed that the show was going to be the Kevin James Netflix NASCAR show. <laughs> That's what I thought we were doing. What is Kevin James the, doing? That visit done. random NASCAR spots. No, it's like it's like no. a sitcom where Kevin James plays like a NASCAR team leader. It's very much like it seems like it's like Netflix was like, let's make something that appeals to Middle America. People love Kevin James, King of Queens. Let's make let's put him and NASCAR together, and that's what they did. You know who else is in that is um, the lady from Billions who uh, who hooks up a dollar bill. Yeah, Dollar Bill. Damn, Bonnie. We've watched that show. Yeah. Dude, Bonnie was like all of our favorites. Bonnie has like and a that... dynamic, electrifying personality. If Bonnie's in that show, I could get into it. <laughs> she is. <laughs> and she has, him and, her and Kevin James have like a will they, won't they thing going on. Dude, Kevin can wait because he respects women. <laughs> Kevin can wait <laughs> for marriage. <laughs> wait, what is... What else is this girl from Veronica Mars, the actress? Kristen, Kristen Bell? Bell. Huge stuff, I think. I think she's been in a couple movies. I don't know, dude. I feel like she's only famous from this and getting married to Dax Shepard. No, oh, that's she's right. more famous than that because I don't even know who Dax Shepard is. And I'm not being fresh. I actually don't know who he is. I just know that he relapsed. He was on Punked. No, Ashton he was, on, was punk'd. on Punked. <laughs> no, no, he Dax, was like a main actor. Yeah, Dax Shepard was also on Punk. Kristen Bell was on The Good Place. Yeah. You know what else? Dax Shepard was, he, after Danny Masterson got allegations, they replaced him with Dax Shepard, I think. Oh, that that's show. right. On the Ashton Kutcher, like, other conservative Netflix show. That's right. You know <laughs> yes. Master of None. I told you that's coming back for season three. Yeah. After yeah. Dax Shepard. After, no, no, it's starring Jamie Kennedy. They're going down the the punk, <laughs> the punk cast members. They're gonna get all of them to replace disgraced sex criminals. Yeah, I heard uh, Bill Clinton is actually gonna be replaced at all presidential gatherings now by um by who else was in punk? If only there was another yeah, person. Well, they're going to, for for Louie, instead of Louie playing Louie, they're going to have Andy Milanakis playing Louie on the future episodes. <laughs> Dude, so. I like Andy Milanakis. Oh, hell yeah. I loved Andy. 
Have you guys ever thought about like, if you, if, has there ever been like a mystery in your life that you could use like a, a, a PI to solve? Like one thing I was thinking about is that one thing that's been brought up multiple times in the podcast has been the allegations of extreme sexual hazing at my high school in Westlake <laughs> Village. And I would love for a PI to be able to go around and interview and find out just exactly what really was going on. Joe, well, that would be sweet. terrible. That would just be you traumatizing a bunch of men in their 40s. Like, is their children embark on their first ever wrestling career? And you just send a random guy to ask him about the broomstick Pablo. <laughs> it was uh, Pedro. Pedro was Pedro. the name of the broomstick that they supposedly, supposedly used. But I would need a PI to really get down, get the details, the nitty gritty of what happened. And he would submit the reports to me and I would read them very carefully. That's interesting. I'm trying to think what would be good situation in my life where i would use a pi didn't you have like a didn't you have like a, a relative that you guys all assumed was like some like a some cia oh, guy or something dude yes we well we have a couple you know i've got like an uncle who i definitely think is in he's not my uncle my he's a scottish guy who we think worked for mi6 or whatever and uh interesting dude but more importantly my my like my my grandfather's sixth wife. Six? She, I think it was her his fifth or sixth wife. He, oh my gosh! She had she had two husbands disappear, and or die like kind of weirdly. And the, some one of the families from her previous marriage hired a PI that like interviewed my fam like a couple of my my uncles and aunts. <laughs> Did they find really? anything? I, I don't know. I don't, I forget what they found, but. But, you know, he was going to die anyway, so, you know, she just sort of helped move it along, I think. <laughs> what about you, know you Zach? Any, any, sit any secrets that you want to find out using a PI? No, to be honest, there's nothing real I could find out. I, I guess like all American families, we have Cherokee princess stories. I'd just send a PI to figure out if <laughs> I have any Cherokee roots. Or not figure out if I do, because I do not. Figure out who was the first person to lie about it and why. <laughs> That's hilarious. <sighs> yeah, she's been in a lot, a lot of stuff, but nothing that good, you know. I mean, the good Kristen place was Bell, good. The good place is iconic TV. Yeah, the I thought the good place was good. I thought the, we watched the finale for this show, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, I guess she was in Frozen. That was pretty popular. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I'm looking at the same yeah. page you are, Gossip Girl. I mean, there's some popular projects on here. Yeah. She was in Deep Throat. <laughs> really? Fred Willard watched it. <laughs> <laughs> she was in the she was in the adult theater with Fred Willard and he covered it up for her. That's she was what we, in Pootie Tang. That's what we need a PI for to find out what really happened in that in that adult theater. <laughs> What's the real story? Why did Fred Willard go down? It was it really because Aziz Ansari was the one who was supposed to take the fall and he couldn't do it? He's Maybe Kevin Hollywood Bacon star. like told him to go there, so that like oh if Fred Willard got arrested during a showing of like a Lisa Ann film, and Fred Willard worked with Kevin Bacon on that movie that show I Love Dick, then now Lisa Ann is connected to Fred Willard. You know it's bridging Hollywood into adult entertainment. Maybe he was trying to make the bridge. 
It was it was sex degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yes, a new spinoff. <laughs> that actually sounds like a great way to make a good go into a meme minute. It does. It does sound like a great way to get into a meme minute. Let's see here. Okay. So meme minute for Veronica Mars. Um, yes. Oh, you know what is a meme minute? Okay, you know that there's a meme of like a it's like a child's helicopter flying away from huge bombs yes. that are going off and in the, the and it's and right? the helicopter is a big goofy smile. Yes, and the so the helicopter it represents the dialogue of Veronica Mars, and what's going on in the background? Beheadings and murders constantly. Oh, that's actually not bad. I like that. That's a pretty good meme. It's um, that's pretty good. Um, let's see here. Rock driving. AOC. So glad that you could be hanging out with me and watching Veronica Mars in the SUV with me. AOC. Uh, Veronica Mars. Ugh, no way. I like Stacy Snickers. <laughs> it's pretty stupid. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty dumb. But you know what? They come out dumb when you just start them and like and just riff them out as you think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's think here. Veronica Mars. Okay, okay. Uh, a father figure in a television show. And okay, so it's me behind the tree with the juicy hands. <laughs> <laughs> what am I thinking about? Jerry Stiller. <laughs> oh, how about this? How about this for a meme? Fred Willard, Fred Willard, khaki slacks around his ankle, hard penis fully erect in his hand, jerking off in the adult theater. But who's sitting two rows back and to the left? Yes, Bernie with his mittens. <laughs> That's the ultimate reason why Bernie had the mittens on. It was to train himself not to indecently expose. <laughs> He wore the bitten so he wouldn't be tempted to beat off during the inauguration. It was for self-control. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got one. Zach, do you, you want to attempt me? Yeah, I'm, I was trying to put together one that was kind of complete. Ready? So, big brain. Big brain. Big brain. Cheers staff getting drunk with Jay Leno for their finale. Even bigger brain, Sopranos, home movies, cut to black so everyone thinks that the power went out. Gigantic brain with Jim, with Vince McMahon going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> Veronica Mars cutting to black after an explosion, Sopranos style, only to come to and show you that no bomb went off. <laughs> Did you notice that when the crowd was all together? Pat and Oswald, like they were going to go get the bomb, and then it cuts to black, soprano style. But then it comes yeah. right back. Yeah, they got no, yeah, guts, they, no guts on the show. They beady-eyed. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I don't know if they do. We can go back to the classic series finale question. Did they know they were going to get canceled? Hard no. Yeah. This was set up for another season. Though. There's a hit at the end where she decides to marry the guy. They play a will they won't they. She had said no. He was maybe going to leave her at the altar with a discussion with the therapist. I think he should have said he shouldn't have gone through with it. 
Then they go on a honeymoon. He goes to move his car because the Somerville parking meters are hard asses <laughs> who won't give up. So he goes out, and then the car blows up, and he dies. And obviously, she's going to avenge that death. The final shot is like her face going to avenge the death. Yeah, she's driving off to like the West Coast. Yeah, I agree. They did not know they were going to get canceled, which is shocking because the show sucks ass. Well, I, I mean, mean, I, I could, hated it. I could definitely understand why the producers might have thought there's no way they get canceled. I mean, the Hulu had resurrected a show from a decade earlier, so I would be like, oh, they brought us back after 10 years. They're definitely going to let us do as many episodes as we want, but turns out, no. <laughs> it's just no, a one and done. Not. I think that was because of the pandemic, though. Oh, you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just so difficult and expensive to do certain shoots that I think a lot of things lost stamina. It is expensive yeah. to do certain shoots, but there are other shoots that only cost the co- the uh, the ticket of an adult movie theater. <laughs> 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 Why don't we do a Deepak Chopra moment? Something that we liked about the show? Absolutely. I am going to go with, uh, I am a, I'm a big fan, stan for J.K. Simmons. Uh, I think he's great in pretty much every single thing I've ever seen him in. I first saw him as the, as the cruel Nazi Vern Schillinger in, in Oz when I was like 12 years old. And, th- and that's when, when I saw that Nazi... I was like, man, there's a guy I look up to, not in the, as an actor, as an actor. And I, he's just—he just continue. It's—it's it's been great to see everyone, you know, just appreciate this old man. My Deepak Chopra moment is people being rude at their wedding announcement news. Like this guy, he's going to the county clerks to pick up a certificate, and he sees what may be an old lover. And he tells her that he's marrying Veronica. And then she goes, wow, you guys really took your time, huh? I think that's a reference to the fact that this show has been over 15 years old. And these people are well <laughs> into their 40s by now. So I think they've known each other for a long time. But I, she was so rude. And she had so much negativity that she put out into the world. Because she complained about her own marriage. She was not happy for him. She was a bum. Whoever that character was, she was a bum. Yeah. My Deepak Chopra moment would be um, the fact that Patton Oswalt, was, well, he killed Spring Breakers because he thought they were annoying. And as somebody who's a, I'm a, I'm a beach guy, you know, situate guy, locals only, don't bother me, I'm a local. I totally agree with that stance. You're, you're down for, for slaying someone if they're from away? Yeah, the Shuby's not, not allowed. You know, like when... In the scene of American History X, when um, he pulls off his shirt and he says, you know what this means? Not welcome. When I pull off my shirt during the summer, it says, locals only. And um, I point to it and I run up to people and I scream at them. Because there's no parking. So, Jack, where are you local to, though? Like, do you have to go to Shrewsbury, back to the Shrewsbury Hooters? You just you just tell everyone who's not from there to get out of there? <laughs> you know with what the, that's not the, what i do in with shrewsbury. the changing demographics of shrewsbury though do you think you might have certain indian people walking up to you and screaming that you don't belong <laughs> <laughs> are you a woman 
what uh, let's do role play here. Oh, I'd love the idea of doing the role play. I'll, I'll be, be Fred Willard from King of Queens. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Veronica Mars. All right. Hey, I got a good. package here for uh, Veronica Mayers. Is that Mayers? And uh, and uh, I've got a package here for Veronica as well. <laughs> whoa, 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 Veronica! You using UPS and FedEx? <laughs> well, I'm just dressed like a FedEx guy. I'm actually here uh, to show Veronica my genitalia. Um. Oh, Fred. Dude, that's Fred, that's dude. nasty, dude. Yeah, come on. Uh, my wife loves it when I show her. I thought that all women Dude. enjoy it. Oh, yeah, where is she? Where's your wife right now? I can't talk about that. Where Should we investigate your It's wife? a mystery. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. A mystery worthy of Veronica Mars. It's me, Veronica Mars, and I'm looking into whether or not Fred Willard's wife is still alive. <laughs> Oh, that should be a pretty easy case. That's like when, as a FedEx man, I get a delivery to like a single family home and it's just, you know, a box of Cheez Its. Gee, you work for UPS, bro. That's true, bro, but I, to be honest, they're all the same. Even I get them confused. You two time and bitch. Now take that uniform off right now. Wait okay. a minute. I offer to show you. And you rebuff me, and you, and then you command Deke to get naked. Well, you're not as sexy as me, dude. Well, you're not you're not that sexy either, Deke. But the idea that you've been in the same room with Kevin James, the hottest man on earth. Did you really say that, that Deke up. is not sexy? Deke is not as not that sexy. I can't even opinion. tell if you're being serious now. Deke is definitely sexy. Speaking as Deke. You are Deke. <laughs> I just don't really find it sexy when somebody talks about them in third person. So you don't think Ricky Henderson is sexy? Now I'm just sensing a pattern. I think this is a you problem. <laughs> you know what? I got to look into myself. I do find Deke sexy, but I only find him sexy when he's kissing Fred Willard. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Turns out you do have a superpower, Veronica. What is it? To make... Fred? <laughs> to... To activate my bi-flexible feelings. <laughs> oh, that's not Veronica. I've been activated for years. <laughs> oh, knock, 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 knock. Oh, knock. whoa, someone's at the door. Deke, you get it. You're good at that. I'm naked. Deke. I can't. <laughs> Deke, it's me, Kevin James. I can't believe you're making out with Fred Willard. I thought you were saving yourself for me. Wait, no. Kevin, be careful. Topping Veronica Mars is nearby. Dude, I, I killed her when she let me in. <laughs> okay, I need to go. Hi, this is going to screw up my rating. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry, Kevin. I've done this before. I'll take the fall for the murder. You go on, and I'll let the police Fred, arrest me. I'm going to try topping you now, Fred. But you're 78. <laughs> Don't worry about it. The age is just a number. <laughs> what do you give the and show? And I got a number I'm looking for, and it's eight of Kevin. <laughs> I give it a 4.1. Yeah, this show's awful, too. I hated it. Yeah, I'll get. I'll give it a. 
I'll I'll give it a I'll give it a three. An interesting experiment that I did not personally appeal to me. Uh, <laughs> th- thank you so much for listening to the show. We truly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Good night. Good night, America. Especially if you listen all the way through the role plays.